Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Well, welcome to the non-woke version of After Hours here on <laughs> Barbecue Nation. All right, all right. Now, this is your chance. This is your chance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You said only male turkeys gobble. Right. What do females do? They bitch. Okay. All right. All and, right. And you could have said they complain. You know, I was... <laughs> well, that's not in my lexicon, evidently, today, so... <laughs> that, that little dumb joke went on off-air on the main show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, here's, here's one for you. Uh, you know how you... I can't believe I'm saying this. Do you know how you determine uh, one of the ways to determine if a turkey is male or female? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting. Wait. Yeah. Color of the feathers. Are males colored and females are brown and beige? Like it's true with like ducks and a lot of animals like cardinals are red colored. Like all the males are pretty and the females are not. Is is that the answer? Not particularly the one I was (laughs) looking for. (laughs) (laughs) They're uh, turkey poop. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Turkey poop determines... If they're male or female, get out. No, I, I looked this up because I can believe it. Um, one certain way to find out if a turkey is male or female is by checking their droppings. A male poop will be shaped like the letter J, like Jeff. And while the females is more of a spiral shape. That's that's yeah. a fact. That's uh, a fact. Are there no external organs that give it away? I mean, well, I've never seen a turkey stand still for you to go pick it up by the feathers and check. but. So I guess they well, when they slaughter a turkey, they grab it by the legs and they put its head into a funnel. And at the end of the funnel, there's a blade. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's one way. That's one way. That's that, that's the way my local butcher shop does. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't do know the that. old actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, you slice you slice the carotid arteries and they bleed out. Right. Hmm. That's you know, you're basically cutting their heads off. Also, did you know that Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving Day song? No. No. Yes. Yes. And here's one for you, Meathead. It says the tryptophan in turkey doesn't actually make you tired. It's the amount of food that you eat. And then that's what I've heard. I've heard heard that, too. And the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Yeah, right. They'll put you to sleep every time. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were we were talking about uh, oh here's one more this fits this crew believe me because I've been on the road with both of you the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is known as drinks giving that's correct 
drinks. Oh, is that that that's because all the college kids come home? Yeah, I just, just know, the mother. When I was younger, kids. Wednesday night, that night before Thanksgiving was the biggest Booze. night. Yep, that was really. It. Mm-hmm. I missed it. I never noticed that. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that that's what happens. All the all the old high school kids get back together and get yep. wasted. It's like yep. a reunion. Everyone's yep. home. Yep. Okay, one more. Uh, one more poop joke for you, and then we'll get on with the show. Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest day also for plumbers. Okay. Well, that's obvious. That's obvious. Roto Rooter calls it Brown Friday. Oh. <laughs> huh. Huh. Okay. Didn't score very well with that joke. Anyway, um I, off- I got it. I think that was a fact, not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Well, in the non-woke tradition of after hours here, Leanne, what are your favorite? um, You told us about the 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 roles and the and that. Uh And but what other ones do you like? And you talked about your green beans, which sound delicious. Yeah, and I also have a traditional sweet potato. I actually did. I did it on social media. I might even have it on my YouTube channel or I did it for Pit Boss. I don't know. But it is a sweet potato casserole that almost tastes like dessert uh, because it has coconut, candied pecans in it, sweet potatoes, uh, butter, and it's just delicious. And that's another Mm. tradition as well as my Nana's own design pie, which is her own recipe, which is sort of custard based with melted semi-sweet chocolate. And then you put a meringue on top. And we always like making a million different pies. You know, we like having our traditional cherry pie, pecan pie, own design pie. So I always like finishing off with pie versus another dessert. I think Thanksgiving is pie. All right. Pie or cake, people? I don't know. Pie. 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 I I usually do a traditional pumpkin of some sort. I always do at least two pecan pies because... One I have to serve to people, and then the bastards eat it all. So yeah, I you have to yep one for yourself. So yeah, that I have one that that is hidden out in the refrigerator outside where nobody bothers to go. And then when they all go home, I bring it in the house. My my wife has a marvelous tradition. We don't have children, um, but uh, she has two brothers, and they each had uh, three children, and those three children are now adults, and they each have three or four children and she gathers all the nieces and nephews. Now they, one of them's in college, actually two of them are in college now, but she used to gather them all when they were kids and they continue this tradition on Wednesday. Wednesday is pie day. They all get together and they bake uh-huh. the pies on mm-hmm. Wednesday and the little ones, they get their hands in the dough. That's so fun. And it's the cutest and it's so much fun and everybody participates um, you know, the ones in college now have sort of become team leaders and, oh. you know, and it's just it's it just I the like most that. coolest thing. Um, it, and it's it, it, even the young boys, um, they all participate. That's cool. That's a that's a really good tradition. Um, mm-hmm. Giblets or no giblets? No. Both of you. They go in my um, my gravy, which we talked about in the uh, the uh, main show. Um, uh, they've, they've, they have flavor to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leanne, no, Mm-mm. there's a 
chicken restaurant. You may know this um, uh, chicken restaurant, a uh, chicken chain in Chicago. Um, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. Um, but they serve fried giblets. Yep. The gizzards, deep fried. Yep. And you can buy them by the bowl, you know, these little paper yeah. tubs. And they're pretty good. I like them. Um, uh, popular in, on the South Side. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I've got a, and I, maybe I've spoken of this before, but where I live, we have a very, we've got several grocery stores, big ones. There's one that caters to the Hispanic community here. We've got a large Hispanic population. I go over there uh, about the week before, few days before at least uh, Thanksgiving. They have entire packages of turkey giblets. Mm. And they also, this is where you will get your large extra turkey legs, or if you want wings, you know, you can buy parted out breasts, whatever you want. But I buy giblets and extra legs because we're uh, about half the crew that comes is a dark meat crew. I'm a dark meat guy. I mean, I I, I like good turkey breast. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to make that sandwich on Friday to watch a ball game, I I got the dark meat. Leanne said Hellman's out here. It's best Mm -hmm. foods. It's the same company. Same thing. And do that. Pile all the goodies on there and do that. But with the giblets, what I do is I just put them in some water and, and cook them that way. Then I trim them all and then I slice them and I, I do put some in my stuffing, uh, but mostly in the gravy. But the other thing I do is I just eat the damn things because <laughs> I like them. Yeah. So, some people do. Yeah. Well, you know that I, before we came on air, I was sharing with you some of the photos from my new book. And I don't know if you recall, there was a Turkey breast photo. Yes. It looked delicious. Gorgeous. Yeah. And, um, what I what I will do with it, you can buy a whole breast, either bone in or bone out. Um, you can actually butterball them. Um, I, I tried injecting butter when they're cold, and it doesn't work all that well because as soon as the hot butter hits the cold meat, it kind of clogs up the injector. But once you get the meat warmed up in the oven, then you can get the injector out and you can start sticking butter down into the mm. center of the meat. And that works, and it's not bad. Um, uh, so I do that. I also take the skin off and I'll grill the skin until it's crunchy and set that aside. Then I take dried cranberries and I soak them in port wine, Mm -hmm. which reconstitutes them. And, um, uh, so that's my day after sandwich is sliced turkey breast with crunchy turkey skin drunken cranberries, uh, mayonnaise, and here's there's one more secret ingredient, and I now do this on just about any sandwich I make, pesto. Oh. My wife huh. grows lots of basil, basil, both Italian and Thai basil, and she makes pesto, and we put it in jars and freeze it. And on any bacon, lettuce, and tomato, mayonnaise, a thin layer of pesto on there, a tomato sandwich, thin huh. layer of pesto on there, turkey sandwich, thin layer of pesto. Boy, it is good. Okay, you guys finish the show. I'm gonna go. I've got some pesto. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Okay. 
<clears throat> what meathead um what if you can recall was your biggest catastrophe if you ever had one on thanksgiving mm. food wise and me uh, leanne you're gonna get this question too uh. i've had numerous catastrophes in the kitchen including last night um really? but i've never had one on thanksgiving because i've rehearsed uh. and i've done it many 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 years i can do it with my eyes closed i've never muffed thanksgiving but last night i've been trying uh, when i last time i went to italy the first place i went to the first day there i had this incredible pasta alla carbonara and carbonara is made with raw egg yolks and it's just rich and creamy and it's got uh, guanciale which is cured pork cheeks and it's just spectacular and i have tried to replicate that at home and you know it's always a fool's errand you go to europe you have a great meal uh-huh. or you taste a great wine and you come back home and you just can't duplicate it well i've been on this mission to make a great carbonara and um uh, one of the issues here is is food safety um i married a microbiologist who was a food safety expert and eggs are susceptible to salmonella and campylobacter. And if you serve them raw, there's risk. So I have learned how to pasteurize eggs with a sous vide machine. And it's not hard. Um, and you can pasteurize them uh, pretty easily at 131 degrees for two hours. And you'll get perfectly usable eggs um, that are now perfectly safe. So then you separate the eggs. And it just didn't work last night. It was, and my wife didn't even finish hers. Wow. So I've, oh. I've, had, I've had many disasters, but that's what happens when you play with new recipes all the time. Yeah. And you're trying to develop recipes. Uh, oh, as a short coda to that. There's an awful lot of recipes on the internet. Please be careful where you get your recipes. Yeah. A lot of recipes are contributed by pe- the, the readers and there's awfully good cooks at home. You know, you read the New York Times recipes and people chime in and say, well, I do it this way and then I do it that way. And stick to recipes by professional recipe writers and recipe developers mm-hmm. who test their recipes, really know food and food science and there these recipes by um home cooks that come from granny's three by five cards there's a really high percentage chance they're going to fail um well i i i can attest to that because um you get those three by five cards and you remember eating it as a kid or Mm -hmm. whenever Mm -hmm. and you say i'm going to make grandma's double butter crunch pie or i'm just making stuff up here right and then you get there and you can't do it there were recipes that my mom did that Mm -hmm. were you could not replicate Mm -hmm. because she wouldn't tell you everything Mm -hmm. and you didn't know her technique to it so you can try you're more than welcome to try but usually unless you were with your your mom or your grandma or whoever and actually watched her from start to completely finished and kept an eye on the old girl because she would usually turn her back and do something throw something in the pot uh-huh. you know that you didn't uh-huh. see it that's that's my example of that leanne i can say that i really haven't had a disaster and 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 
like what Meathead said is that I, I cook things for Thanksgiving that are tried and true, pretty much, yeah. you know, family recipes. But I've I've actually been in the company or been <laughs> I worked at the Holiday Inn Livingston many years ago. I was director of catering and we were doing a Thanksgiving in the ballroom and I had a Greek chef who was carving this wonderful turkey that he made in front of everyone and he neglected to take the inside packet of the stuff out so, <laughs> in front of everyone. And not only that, one of the top execs was standing there and we all saw this go down and the chef picked up the pan and threw it under the table and left. That was it. So that, that, that I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably did you hear a gunshot from the parking lot <laughs> yeah all right now so um yeah i agree you should definitely make things that you're familiar with because you don't want to have a problem on thanksgiving and you want to enjoy it yourself yeah and as we said earlier practice mm -hmm. if you're not yeah if you haven't done the turkey before do one before thanksgiving mm-hmm okay. uh, we were talking about pies before yes mm -hmm. and we all agree we prefer pie to cake Yes. yes. What's your favorite pie, Jeff? Pecan. Oh, we know. Pecan. We know. Yeah. Pecan pie. Yeah. I like coconut custard pie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is Ooh. that the pie you were telling us about making earlier? No, that's my Nana's pie recipe. I like coconut custard, banana cream, and pecan pie. I never had cake for my birthday growing up because I didn't like cake. I always had Dairy Queen ice cream cakes. You know, you just <laughs> gave me a great idea. What's Last that? night, I did this dish with four um, egg yolks, right. and I got all the whites left over. And what am I going to do you with the make whites? Make a meringue. Make a meringue. Make a meringue for yeah. these there you pies. Go. There you go. There you go. A um, little trivia here for you. Did, you. did you know that President Calvin Coolidge, I will say he was before Meathead and my time, uh, <laughs> was the first to pardon a raccoon in relation to Thanksgiving? No. Um, yep. The backstory is some upstanding citizen sent him a raccoon that they could have for Thanksgiving because evidently that's what this person's family had for Thanksgiving. Oh my! And Coolidge, they. His, Thank goodness that tradition didn't catch on. Yeah, he yeah. and his <laughs> wife were big animal lovers, so he pardoned the raccoon. Huh. And um, there you go. I didn't know that till yesterday, but it's a. Um, it's a good deal. The other thing, which I found kind of really interesting, this is a survey, and I don't know who it came from, but the majority of Americans secretly dislike, it says, classic Thanksgiving dishes, but will eat them anyway. And that's 68% of people, with 32% of people actually just loving them. So either we're in the minority, or that's a stupid survey. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean... I think one of the reasons we only eat turkey once a year, or most people only eat, is because it's not the most exciting meat. I mean, right? You know, given a choice between a steak and a and a, and, and and turkey breast, I'm going for the steak. You know, oh, burgers. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, so I think you know, but if if you do turkey well, it's fun. In fact, I have a recipe on our site for the Disney turkey legs. Now, I don't yeah. know if you're. Uh, up to speed on this, but Disney World and Disneyland serve a cured turkey leg. Mm -hmm. So it has kind of a bacony or ham like flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're huge. These are giant Tom turkeys they get. And um, 
um, people just go nuts over them. You go to these two amusement parks and you see people marching around with these dinosaur turkey yeah, legs. I used them. to vend and sell them, too. OK, they're like 22 to 24 ounces. That's they're the massive. Yeah, yeah, they're big. And 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 I have I have uh, reverse engineered them and they're it's pretty, pretty good, pretty close. And basically, it's just a cure. You've got to oh, cure it first that, and then smoke it. That yep. sounds great. Yep. I love those. And so if you're if you're nuts about Disney turkey legs, I, I can get you there. OK, that's awesome. We need that. Um, that's why I always buy a package of at least two, if not four of those big dogs. And I actually cook them the day before when I'm baking pies in the oven on my smoker. I've got my turkey legs hmm. because like I said, a lot of people here, uh, in, in our crew really like dark meat. So I give two of the four turkey legs, sacrifice them on actually Thanksgiving day. And then the other two stay hidden in the back fridge, uh, for the weekend. And then by Sunday, I'm pretty well turkeyed out anyway. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, we, we talked earlier about spatchcock and I have a confession. Yeah. To make. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't spatchcock anymore. I break Why? it down. I break it down in an individual. Oh, I, I recall you pieces. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And that way I can get the thighs, perfect temp. And the and the and the breast perfect temp. I can get everybody done exactly the way I want it. And I go over the river and through the woods. When I get there, I'm halfway carved already. All I yeah, got to do now, say, it's already. All I got to do now, yeah, and, and, and my brother-in-law, who does the whole bird in the oven, Norman Rockwell style, he can present the whole bird, and while I'm over at another table and I'm just slicing up the breast. Yeah. And uh, and I take the meat off the um, uh, drumstick and the thigh. And slice that up, and so, so I build a big platter of sliced breast, sliced dark meat, mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, 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 this lovely gravy, which I drizzle over the top. And uh, it, it takes me very little time to to to, like to carve that. there. I have to try it. What's your it, favorite? I mean, it, it's not as ceremonious, you know. And I think if it was the only bird, people might be disappointed not to see the whole bird. But you know, I, the whole concept, as you guys know, of cooking whole animals is always fraught with hazard. I mean, particularly when we're talking about whole hog, for example, mm -hmm. you've got the loin and the tenderloin, which are best at 135 to 140 degrees. And then you got shoulder, which is best at 200 degrees. Mm -hmm. um, how are you going to get everybody done to optimum temperature? And the same thing with turkey or chicken. You know, you've got your dark meat and your white meat, and they like different temperatures. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite beverage? <clears throat> For Thanksgiving. Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm a wino. You're the, you're the wine guy. I'm a wino. Yeah, I was uh, uh, once upon a time, I was the wine critic for the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune. And then I switched to solid food. Um, but uh, I, um, I, 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 I drink a white wine and I often bring a Riesling, um, uh, an inexpensive German Riesling. There's a little bit of sweetness, about 2% residual sweetness. And that seems to work nicely with the herbaceousness of my turkey and uh, the gravy. And also with the sweet stuff that's on the side, the cranberry sauce. And of course, there's uh, nieces who bring the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Mm -hmm. And the tradition is, is they always burn the marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, not a deliberate uh -huh. tradition. They pop it in the broiler and 
forget. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was shocked and surprised to read that Julia Child loved sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Really? That's a yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we think of it as such a bourgeois. Yeah. Um, uh, sweet potato dish. And there's Julia. She loves it. So, well, hey, you, you can call me Mr. Bouge because yeah, I, I like them. I mean, I love we've done them. We've, you know, sliced up in, you know, two inch slices, three inch slices, sweet potatoes, and then cooked them with uh, brown uh, sugar, brown sugar, a little bourbon, some pecans, that type yeah, of thing. They're yeah. wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's you know, the way like that, that's the classic. It goes great mm -hmm. with bourbon and pecan and brown sugar. Yeah. Things. And I love them. But that's I would when I get when I make the classic dish. Half of the dish has the marshmallows on the side. The other half doesn't because my mm -hmm. wife won't eat the ones with the marshmallows on it. Yeah, so, we have we have two people who prepare that side dish. One does it with and one does it yeah. without. That's Same perfect. thing. Perfect. Makes yeah. everybody happy. OK, Leanne, what's your favorite hooch on Turkey Day? Uh, margaritas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I man. I guess a, a good glass of white wine, a Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Grigio, just because I think you can really drink that. <laughs> By the time like dinner's it. over, you're under the table. Yeah, um, my dad used to drink. Um, and I thought this was kind of festive for Thanksgiving was Campari and soda with a wedge of orange. Um, refreshing, oh. but it kind of it felt like Thanksgiving, the colors and everything. And it's. Nice fall yeah. drink. If yeah, you will. I'm good. not a cocktail guy, but I have fallen in love with Negronis lately. And oh, I, Negronis I don't know if you recall good. seeing a picture mm -hmm. of a Negroni that went by in my uh, little slideshow that we did before uh, we went on air. I uh, I recall you in uh, Fort Worth this year. Drinking Negronis. That's yeah, right. After Negronis. hours, we were sitting around drinking. That's right. um, in my book, I have a, a Negroni with um, I, I take wood chips. And I get a, a Bunsen burner, a flame burner, and I char the wood chips. About half of them get charred. And um, I uh, make the Negroni, and then I uh, pour it in a uh, bowl or a bag with the charred wood chips. And it gives it an, a, a really nice aged oh. Kind of a bourbony undertone. Yeah, I love that. And uh, that that's going to be because I have my I have a chapter on cocktails in my new book, and they all have fire or flame or I smoke like involved. You don't. You don't like the hip thing. These things. I mean, you see, they're selling a lot more of those things that you know you can do it at home. Jeff, what's your favorite beverage uh, with Thanksgiving? Truthfully, beer. No. <laughs> no dr I pepper <laughs> pepsi pepsi ah it was not far off yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, but after thanksgiving after and everybody's gone home and uh, my duties are rescinded for the day then it's usually a good single malt um mm, uh, i'm not a big drinker anymore but i do like my single malts um because years ago there was a couple of Thanksgivings where I got into the single malts a little early mm. and then the timing of everything kind of went to hell. So <laughs> makes sense. But I, I usually try not to drink when I'm actually cooking. Um, because like you were talking about your niece that puts it under broil and wanders off. Yeah. You know, you know like that. 
that yeah. that was me a couple of times. You I know? can't tell you how much garlic bread I have immolated. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So um last question for everybody here. What's your abs and we're gonna do this at Christmas too, as you know, but what's your favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal or festivities? <coughs> Meathead. Um, it's very particular to our family. Um, I married into this large Italian American family, and they're all within a short small radius here in the Chicago suburbs. And um after dinner. Um, they range the, the 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 nieces and nephews range from uh, senior in college now down to four or five years old, and they all have um, Christmas pajamas, and many of them stay at my brother-in-law's house that night. Uh, it's a late night, and they all put on their Christmas pajamas and fake antlers, and there's and I, and I get to take a picture of them I, because I have a photography degree. So we we line them all up and we sit them under the tree and uh, it, it it's just fun. And then we have these now sequential over the years. So you can see all the kids uh, as they oh, grow older cool. in their in their Christmas pajamas. And uh, that, that's just a, a particular family tradition. Um, but uh, I just like every aspect of it, as I said, towards the close of your uh, main show. Mm-hmm. The idea that we're all across this country yeah. doing something so similar uh, is just special. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Ms. Whippin. Yeah, I, I would have to say the same thing. I, there is something that my sister and I do every year, and um, we always dry out the wishbone from the turkey. So, you oh. know, the following day, we always like to snap the wishbone. So that's been a tradition uh, that she and I have had. And then when we're in North Carolina, which will be there this year, probably at my cousin's house, we always like to have, you know, like the bonfire, the fire pits and just relax after dinner and just all be together. And it's just, as oh, you nice. said, just oh, wow. being That's together. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's I, cool. I, I had a wishbone accident a few years ago <laughs> where we were prying it apart and it, both ends snapped and the center part hit me in the eye. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh my. We Dude. have broken them where they did split like that. So neither one of us, you know, it was like it, it was a center split. So you just, just go flying off. About. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mine is when I see the last of the dollar store Tupperware, which I buy prior oh, yes. to both holidays and um, send because I, I don't want it back. Mm-hmm. We no, have real, this... really nice Tupperware and that those types of products. But if you give those out, they rarely come back, mm-hmm. you know, but I go down and I'll spend five or 10 bucks at the dollar store and buy these, you know, four or five in a stack and then send home the leftovers with everybody. That's so smart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's so smart. Uh, because, you know, we wrap it up in foil and everybody goes home with something because, yeah. Sure. You know, there's just so much food. This big Italian American family, I mean, they always cook twice as much food as necessary. Oh, sure. Sure. That's part of the deal, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's really. If you're going to go through all the work, why not? Just go ahead and. You want to show the abundance on your table. 
And uh-huh. so, you know, I think that's good. Well, Meathead, thank you, my friend. That's Always good. good. Always oh, fun. Leanne, good to see you. Congratulations. You Once thank again. you so much. Hall of Famer. Yay. Yeah, you know, we're the only show on the air that can claim two Hall of Famers on there. Yeah. yeah you know, that's that, probably true. That is true. That is true. All right. That's going to wrap it up for After Hours. Miss Whippin and I will be back again next week with another show. And Mr. Goldwyn will be floundering around his studio for the day after Thanksgiving, trying to figure out what just happened. But thank you both so much. And uh, we will return with another edition of After Hours next time. Take care, everybody.